The views and discussion expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of the hosts of the program. WMKV, Maple Knoll Communities, WLHS, the Lakota Local School District, or staff and management. The information and advice presented are educational in nature and not intended to be taken as specific legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Always consult with your own legal, accounting, or other professional before making any investment. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, a show to help you gain financial freedom by investing in real estate. Brought to you by the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati and the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing on WMKV, WLHS, and the Maple Knoll Radio Network. And now your host, Vena Jones-Cox. Good afternoon. I am Vena Jones-Cox, and this is Real Life Real Estate Investing, where we are striving, as always, to be your nation's public radio source for the information and inspiration you need to start or grow your own real estate investing business. Now, this week on Real Life Real Estate, we are covering a very serious topic, and it's um, something I we've you know discussed here over the years, mostly when people call and ask questions about it, but haven't ever devoted a full show to. And um, it was time uh, because, as local folks here in the greater Cincinnati area know. Uh, a couple of uh, very well-liked Cincinnati RIA members were tragically murdered by their tenants, uh, by their tenant. Um, last month, uh, July 3rd, Bobby Jones and Crystal Warner uh, apparently stopped by a rental property they owned down in the uh, kind of a rural part of Kentucky and uh, met the tenant who uh, had not paid rent and I guess was either news reports are a little confused on this either either was under eviction or had already had an eviction issued against him and they stopped by to see if he was there and he was and he killed them and um they uh, just on friday found bobby's remains and uh, crystal remains missing but the police are quite certain because of a witness that they are in fact both deceased and uh, the tenant is in jail looking for an October trial date, uh, has denied any of this despite now there being a body and also there being witnesses and um, it's all a very, very terrible and tragic situation. Bobby had three boys um, that uh, are now gonna grow up without a dad and all because a tenant I don't know, didn't want to pay his rent and got mad because somebody asked him to. Who, who knows what happened? Our topic today, though, is going to be how to take care of your own personal safety because what what they did was no different than anything that most of us do on a day-to-day basis, right? We go deliver notices to tenants who haven't paid rent. We go see if tenants who have been evicted are still there to see if we need to do a set out we go to vacant properties that people call us about and want to sell us we are we find ourselves very often in the position of um, interacting with people that 
we don't know that we don't know in some cases that we don't know are are there as as is the case when we walk in uh, on a squatter in a vacant property and luckily there are folks out in the world who have given this a lot more thought and put together personal safety plans uh, for this and one of them is Andy Tolbert who is uh, she's been doing a lot of different things in the real estate business I've known her for years and years and years she was in the mortgage business uh, starting in 95 she had a real estate license since 1999. Um, she does, does property management. Um, they've been inve- her and her husband have been investing since '98. Um, I met them at, at CFRI, which is the Central Florida Real- Realty Investments down- Investors down in Orlando years and years ago. And now she has a site uh, called SaferAgent.com that is all about how agents and investors and other people who go to vacant properties can. Uh, protect themselves. She's written seven classes that have been approved by the state for CE credits for realtors and is an NRA certified and United States Concealed Carry Association member. She's joining us by phone from her home in Lake Mary. Uh, Welcome, Andy. I can't hear her. Can you hear her? I hear like a very vague voice, like way far away. Andy, if you can hear me, just stay on the line. Mike's going to go flip a switch that we hope will get you uh, here on the line. And while we are waiting for that to happen, um, if you guys want to read an article that Andy wrote about uh, different uh, situations and and, and, uh, how to avoid them and get out of them, you can... Check those out on our blog at regoddess.com. That's R-E-G-O-D-D-E-S-S dot com. Uh, we got Andy. Andy, are you there? Can you hear me? <gasps> there she is. Yeah. Yay. See, I told you it wasn't. I told you it wasn't pre-produced. You know, live radio <laughs> stuff like that just happens sometimes. Um, we are live. <laughs> so yes. Yeah, so very, very glad to have you on. And one thing that I kind of wanted to to get out of the way right at the beginning because I know you know the families of, of Crystal and Bobby are, are still dealing with this and um, a lot of Cincinnati RIA members and, and board members were were immediately questioning like what what could what could we as an industry or as an association have done to keep this from happening and I, I just want to make it clear to everybody that reading the news reports they didn't do anything wrong they <laughs> they they went to a property that they had every reason to believe was vacant they told people where they were going they went together right it's not it's not like they it's not like they went out there into the woods all by themselves and they just ran across a crazy person so in talking in talking about this we are in no way saying that Bobby and Crystal should have or could have maybe done anything uh, different than they did, and it's 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 just a tragedy that sometimes happens. Uh, but there, I mean, I know you have been training folks about this for years, and you see people put themselves in dangers in danger in ways that are dumb and unnecessary all the time. We definitely see a lot of things, and probably if you look back and I look back, there's things that we've done in the past that probably weren't the the smartest decisions we've ever made. Mm-hmm. But we learn, we move forward. But like you said, the one thing, and I, anytime I teach a class, I, I try to drill this into their heads, there is no 100% safe. No matter how careful you are, no matter what precautions you take, sometimes something just is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the, 
you can't even say just stay home and you'll be safe because we have home invasions. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there is no 100% safe. And we actually just had a situation down here in Florida about two weeks ago. We had a realtor, somebody came to her real estate office over the weekend, said, you know, hey, I want to talk to you about buying a house, and came into the office and raped her in the office. They've looked high and low and all around at what could have been done differently to prevent that. And even the police that showed up said the only thing that could have been different is if your office had been closed and nobody had been here. Mm-hmm. And that's not viable. We can't just close down our businesses because we're afraid of what might happen. So we have to find that balance of still being in business but not putting ourselves out at undue risk. And we also need to realize that no matter how careful we are, something can happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be the best driver in the world, but if somebody else is playing Pokemon Go <laughs> driving down the street, they're going to hit you. doesn't mm-hmm. matter how careful you were. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But so as and, soon as we realize that, we can we can move on and come up with our safety plan. And and this is a little bit like um, some of the, some of the you know, not don't want to c- compare human lives to theft here, but putting putting uh, safety lights up around our houses to avoid the copper being stolen, putting uh, cages around the central air, that sort of thing. And a lot of people will look at that and say, well. <laughs> You know, if somebody if somebody wants to take the copper, they're still going to go get it anyway. Yeah, but what you just did was you you made them you made your property less of a target. If if somebody's looking for a target, you you just made it less of a target, and they're going to move on to somebody who who's not doesn't look so prepared. And I think it's kind of the same way with personal safety. Well, and if we could, if by putting a cage around our air conditioner, if that stops. I I like to call them the honest criminals. You know, they come up and say, oh, that's going to be too hard. I'll just go to the neighbors and take theirs. That's going to be easier. That's how it is in personal safety, too. We need to make ourselves look like a bad target so that they move on down the street and find somebody else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm talking to Andy Tolbert from saferagent.com, and we're, we're discussing some things that everybody needs to know and do as they're going about their day-to-day business as a real estate investor, landlord, realtor. If you have any questions or, or stories to tell, situations that you've been in that have that have, have scared you and that you've gotten out of and how, give us a call at 877-772-9658. That's 877-772-9658. You can also send us questions and comments via email. Just go to our website, Real Life realestate.com select the ask a question button fill in the form hit the send button we'll get it here via email uh hopefully before the end of the show that's 877-772-9658 or go to realliferealestate.com welcome back to real life real estate investing i'm your host vina jones cox talking today to andy tolbert from saferagent.com about some basic things that you can do to to the to the greatest extent possible assure your personal safety as you are doing the activities that you do as a real estate investor landlord property buyer agent property manager etc and before we get into your hardcore tips here andy i want to talk to the men for a minute please because <laughs> You know, the 99% of the questions we've gotten about this over the years have been from women, you know, saying, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I work alone. I have to go out and look at these vacant houses. What should I do? 
and when you when you talk to men about this, they're like, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll dare somebody to come after me. But the reality is, if somebody's got a gun, I, I don't care how tough you are, right? It's just it, it's it's and better to avoid the situation, right? Better to not find yourself in a situation where you're where you're drawing on someone who also has a gun if that's the way you roll. Men have to pay attention to this too, right? Yeah, the the Bureau of Labor Statistics actually tracks real estate injuries and real estate deaths and between 20 and 30% of all attacks on real estate professionals are on males. So it's not an insignificant amount. It's basically almost, you know, a quarter to a third of them are on males. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's a big chance that males aren't reporting these crimes as much too. So that number actually might be higher. True. Yeah, and my my partner who is a a male uh gets very upset with me if I say I went to see a vacant house in a border zone kind of area and he says you should have taken me with you and I say you know I say I I looked around I did all the things I'm supposed to do but if he goes to the same property in the same area he won't even bother to lock the door behind him when he goes into the house because you know who's going to mess with him because he's a big strong guy right yeah except Crystal and Bobby were together so Mm -hmm. yep so gentlemen please you know, you're not you're not immune to this. There's there's danger out there for you too. And again, it, you know, a lot of a lot of folks in our business do have concealed carry licenses. They have taken gun classes, and they feel like that makes them safe. But have have you ever thought through how are you going to feel if you have to kill someone because they came after you? Because it, it ain't gonna be good. And I am. I'm a firearms instructor. I teach concealed carry classes down here in Florida. And that's one of the things I really try to get across to them is the mindset. It's not just being able to physically, you know, shoot at a piece of paper. It's the mindset that comes with it and all the other parts that come after it. You know, the, there's going to be legal fees, maybe medical fees, maybe, you know, maybe you're going to have PTSD issues afterwards. There's so many different things that can happen. Mm-hmm. It's so much easier just to avoid those situations to start with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so uh, our business is one where we do run a we do do a lot of dealing with people that we've only kind of ever maybe talked to on the phone. Mm-hmm. So is 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 it a higher risk business than 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 other people are in, or do we just hear more about the the, the landlords and the real estate agents who are getting attacked? We're definitely higher risk than a lot of others. You know, a, a secretary in an office building is definitely not as at as much risk as we are. A, you know, high-rise building construction person might be at more risk than us. But as far as, you know, professional-type positions go, doctors, lawyers, things like that, we're definitely at the top end of it because people know that we're more than happy to come meet you at a vacant house in the middle of nowhere. That's how we make our money. Um, tenants, obvious, personally, I think property managers and landlords are at more of a risk because now we're dealing with irate people. When people are buying or selling a house, they're usually happy. But when people are getting kicked out or can't afford their rent or they've been screaming about their air conditioner not working for two weeks and you haven't gotten it fixed yet, people get mad and fly off the handle, and that's when we're at risk. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you've 
I know you manage properties too. I'm sure you've heard some <laughs> some stories and some threats from your tenants. Yeah, and I've had I've had multiple uh, incidences where property managers or my partner or pe- people who were going to post those legal notices and things have been run off the porch with a shotgun or threatened or 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 something of of that nature. But this is, you know, remembering this is over 25 years and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of properties. And we want we want this show to end with people being much more aware of what their risks are and able to to create some habits that will make them less at risk but at the same time I don't want people to think that we're getting shot at all the time or you know any anything of that nature um what what do you in your opinion and I know you've been on both sides of this the the training people to be safe and also in the business yourself what do you think the biggest thing that that we do that puts us at risk is you know, on a daily basis, the truth is, I think we just don't pay attention. We're so, we have our nose so far down in our phones. And that was even before Pokemon Go. That's, <laughs> that's just gotten ridiculous. We, we went downtown here locally to find lunch last weekend, and three people almost walked right in front of us just playing on their phone <laughs> while we were driving down the street. So it's, you know, we call it, in the self-defense industry, we call different levels of awareness. You might have heard it called the color codes the white, yellow, red, orange, black, or you might have heard unaware, aware, alert, alarm. But basically, when we're unaware, it just means we don't know what's happening around us. And that makes us a better target for the bad guy. So Mm -hmm. one example, in fact, one of my favorite examples is years ago, there was a YouTube video of a lady walking through the mall on her phone texting, and she fell into the fountain in the center of the mall. That's the that's the epitome of not paying attention if you can fall into a, a raised fountain. <laughs> mm-hmm. So a bad guy sees that. They see that you're not paying attention, and that makes you a better target because they can attack you, and you don't even know what's happening until it's over. Mm-hmm. So they're more likely to get away with it. Mm-hmm. As opposed to somebody who's walking down the street or walking up a driveway with your you know shoulders back, head up, we call it head on a swivel where you're looking around, you're paying attention to what's around you. You know, is there a parked car running in the street, one house over? You know, you've got to pay attention to some of these things. We've had, um, <laughs> years ago, we were looking for properties to do one of our bus trip trainings at our RIA group. And as we were going in the front door, somebody was stealing appliances out the back door of the house. Mm-hmm. So paying attention just to what's happening because those bad guys could have just as easily turned around and shot somebody to try to defend themselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's why we always go in and preview them before we bring the group in. Sure. And the, and the problem, the problem with being at this, at this truly unaware, you know, what you call code white is you're unaware that you're unaware. Exactly. And I've, 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 I've observed uh, one of my, um, my partners do that. Sometimes I'll, uh, I'll say, oh, hey, we're in this neighborhood. There's this house I need to see. Why don't we stop here and I'll run in and go look at the house. And I come back and he's sitting in the car buried in his computer doing something. No idea that there's people walking up and down the street. No idea, you know, not, not at all. And, and, I, and I always think someone could break the window and steal his computer before he even came around enough to know that there was somebody next to him like he's that out of it so 
how how do and we... that's a bad place to be. Yes, that's a very bad place to be. So so since since you know I'm, I'm thinking about all right. So so I'm going to show a rental and I'm I'm messing with a lockbox, which is something that can you know take up your attention. And I'm thinking, what am I going to say to the tenant? And do I have my uh, uh, forms with me? How how do I how do I get out of that mindset and get into the habit of doing what you say, looking around, paying attention? Hey, is this door unlocked? That's weird. It wasn't unlocked before. Wait, what does that mean? Maybe I shouldn't go in, all that sort of stuff. And that's really what it is, is just opening your eyes and, and looking around. You know, we're, we're so ingrained to walk straight to the front door and put the code in the combo box that we don't even look around. Is the side gate open? Is the front window broken? Um, honestly, I like on vacant houses, I teach to walk around the outside of the house first to look for signs of any type of forced entry before you go inside. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's pretty easy to tell. They don't usually break the front door. They usually go around back and come in the sliding glass door or, or the French doors or whatever's around back because it's not as visible. Mm-hmm. So if, you know, you're going to walk around the outside of the house at some point anyway, so do it first when you can if fences don't block you. But just don't walk don't get that tunnel vision and walk straight to the combo and put it in and open the door and walk in. Stop way back at the street and look around. Look at the neighbors. You know, mm-hmm. look at the houses on each side of you. See if somebody's watching you. Mm-hmm. Look for broken windows. Look for, you know, the side gate being left open. Things that just aren't normal. And that's really what it is, is just looking for things that aren't normal. Mm-hmm. And that's your red flags. Mm-hmm. Very excellent advice i mean that is that is that is so so true that i i've never i've never uh accidentally walked in on on a squatter or a thief that left the front door open it's always the basement door i know you're from florida so you don't have those but it's always <laughs> it's always the basement door or the back door or a back window or um i've even seen them uh, break through glass block windows into the basement and that's if you if you will just walk around the property and look that that's very very evident it's not it's not like it's it's not like people you know can can walk through the walls and it's not like if when once they kick the door down they they then turn around and make it look like it's not kicked down they're not that careful so yeah, that's yeah so there's like completely unaware but then at the opposite end of that there's the freaked out all the time code black and I I guess we probably don't want to be there either. Well no it's kind of you've crossed over into paranoia where every time you turn a corner you think there's somebody there out to get you. And not only are you going to probably need to seek mental counseling <laughs> living your life at that high of a level of stress constantly but you're probably not going to have a whole lot of friends hanging around with you either because that's it's just not a healthy place to be if you think everything is bad and everything's dangerous you're never going to go out and enjoy enjoy life you know we work hard to make all this money doing all these houses and rentals and flips and wholesales and all of that we need to be able to enjoy that money that's why we do it mhm mhm very true uh Listeners, if you have any questions about what Andy Tolbert and I are talking about today, uh, which is uh, personal safety when 
looking at vacant property, showing properties, meeting with uh, tenants who might have some reason to want to be angry or aggressive, give us a call at 877-772-9658. You can also send us an email. Here's the instructions. Go to realliferealestate.com. Click the button that says ask a question, fill in the form. Tell us where you're writing from. Hit the send button. We will get it here via email. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing, talking today to Andy Tolbert from saferagent.com about things that we can do to lessen the chances that we will be the victims of violent or personal property crimes while we are out and about doing our real estate investing thing. Now, for those of you who are in the Cincinnati area, um, you know, uh, Andy gives great uh, some great tips on the article she wrote for our blog at regoddess.com. She's got some great stuff on saferagent.com that, that kind of expands on what we're talking about today. But the Real Estate Investor Association of Greater Cincinnati is having a live self-defense meeting a week from tomorrow. Some folks are going to come in who what they do is teach people how to defend themselves like physically i mean unfortunately andy can't do that right now because she's just on the radio she could probably throw you on the ground and stomp on your face if she were here but you can't actually see her so if you want to come to that meeting you need to pre-register for it this is not a this is not a just show up kind of meeting um it's being uh because of what had happened with bobby and crystal it's being promoted by the police locally. It's being promoted all over the place. And we are going to run out of space. And so you have to RSVP if you're going to come. It doesn't cost anything, but you have to RSVP. So what you want to do is go to CincinnatiRIA.com. That's CincinnatiRIA.com. Click the uh, calendar announcement, and it'll give you the opportunity to RSVP for that meeting, which is going to be a great follow-up to what we're doing here. Um, we've got a caller on line one, Tom, calling from Cincinnati. Tom, welcome to Real Life Real Estate. Good afternoon, ladies. Uh, a very appropriate uh, topic, given what happened with Bobby and Crystal. And uh, just a, a point here, I knew them both, and they were uh, the finest people that you could ever meet. Uh, but I am calling. Uh, I'm playing uh, Pokemon uh, Go for my black helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually I have... Uh, Three questions, Andy, and I'll just hit you with them uh, real quick uh, because obviously they're all related. Um, the castle law, we have a castle law here in Kentucky where I live. Now, I don't know how many states have that, but does that, do you think, uh, you know, if you're familiar with that, if that would apply to rental homes as well? Uh, and okay, Tom, to clarify, what you're talking about is a law that that is in some states that says if somebody is in your house, you may kill them. Like, like, like it's exactly. like it's it basic. It basically says it is it is an affirmative defense to having shot someone, stabbed someone, etc. That they were in your house and they were not supposed to be. And your question for Andy, who is not, by the way, an attorney, is if they were in your rental property, would that apply? Yes. <laughs> the truth is, and like you said, I'm not an attorney. My guess would be that the castle doctrine would apply to the tenant because it's their castle. Ah. Uh, because uh, you transferred okay. that right to them through your lease. And I, and I would tend to agree with that, particularly, Tom, if the property were vacant and you were to go in suspecting that there were someone in there 
and then harm them. I think what what the court would say would be you should you, you should have just turned around it. and left. Yeah, you were looking for yeah. trouble. Exactly. You should have just turned around yeah. and left. Okay, so second question. Uh, second question is with regard to concealed carry. I mean, you hear a lot of commercials on Sean Hannity, et cetera, about this insurance that you can get. So if you do end up in a situation where you shoot someone, because you're probably going to get cuffed and go to jail and all that kind of stuff, even though uh, you may prevail in the end, uh, it's going to cost you a lot of money. In there, but there's a resource with attorneys to help you. Um, you know, that, I mean, it, it's an advertisement, so you don't know if there's uh, how much is, is valid there. Is, is that something that is uh, worthwhile? There's there's about four different companies that offer an insurance plan like that, so I would recommend researching all of them because, you know, all of them have different limits, and some of them front the money, some of them you have to front the money and they reimburse you. But like you said, even if it ends up that you're found innocent, there's still going to be costs. The perfect example of that, I actually live in Sanford, which everybody knows the name Sanford because that's where the George Zimmerman, Trayvon Martin trial went yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was found ultimately by a court not guilty. His legal bills are over $2.6 million to be Whoa. found not guilty. So, but you know, he didn't have any insurance like this. If, if you know, would, uh, would that bill end up being, you know, considerably less? You know, for example, do you have an Andy? Uh, we've been researching it. We haven't figured out which one we want to go with. At some point I'm going to. We've I'm just I'm one of those researchaholics, unfortunately. <laughs> Can I get do you have a researchaholic uh, webpage? <laughs> <laughs> well, my husband is supposed to be working on a little spreadsheet comparing them all, but he's been a little too busy in the mortgage business lately, so he hasn't gotten around to it. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Well, the, the third one um, you know, is is pretty much minor. I mean, and uh you have uh concealed carry that crosses state lines. Um, is there a resource where I could go if I were in Arizona, let's say, uh, to determine if my concealed carry from Kentucky is valid there? Yes. There is actually an app on your phone that you can download. I forget the name of it. And there's also a website. I want to say it's like U.S. Law Group or something like that. If if you just go Google um Concealed carry cross state lines or something like that. You're going to find a lot yeah. of different resources on it. And just be careful because it Google changes all. all the time. Yeah, it changes <laughs> okay. all the time who has reciprocity and who doesn't. Okay, very good. All righty, well, ladies, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks, Tom. Well, thank you. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> you're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing. If you're wondering why in the world we're talking about concealed carry, because in about the, about about two minutes of that conversation, I thought this is – People are going to tune in and they're going to be like, I thought this was a real estate show. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and an amazing number of, uh, if you go to any real estate association, amazing number of the folks there do are gun owners. They do concealed carry. And it's not because they're, you know, right wing waiting for the world to end, you know, hoarders or whatever. Well, some of them. Some of them <laughs> might be. <laughs> I suppose. I suppose. I suppose somebody in any room might be. But um, let's let's go ahead and address that, uh, Andy, because I know that a lot of folks are very are very um, uncomfortable with the idea of guns, being in their house, being in their car, in their purse, whatever. 
and I know it's not for everybody, but what 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 do you tell people when they say I'm a landlord? Should I get a concealed carry permit? And the truth is, we, you know, our business, we do concealed carry, we do pistol classes, we do all of that. And we had so many people coming through our classes that you could just look at them and know, I mean, just by the things they say, you know that if they're ever in a situation, they're not ever pulling that gun out and using it. Mm-hmm. And that's actually when we added all the other stuff like the pepper sprays and the stun guns and all of that to our business because we knew that there was this lack for the people that they want something, but they're not ready to carry a gun. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the thing that I, anytime somebody says, you know, I'm, I'm not sure, should I get my concealed carry? I look them straight in the eye and I say, if you don't 100% know that you could point it at another human being, squeeze the trigger and take their life, don't do it. Because if you hesitate, and a lot of people say, don't carry a gun because the bad guy will just take it away from you and use it against you. If you hesitate, he will. You cannot hesitate. You need to be committed. And the second part of it is, one, I don't know what your requirements are up there, but, you know, taking a three- or four-hour class and getting a little card to put in your wallet does not make you ready to, to carry or ever use it in a situation. Mm-hmm. So you've got to train. I've been shooting. My family owned a gun store growing up. I've been shooting since I was a little teeny tiny kid. And even though Tim and I are instructors, we still take probably four or five classes a year from other instructors as a student. Mm-hmm. You know, we pay our money and register and just sit, take the class as a student to keep learning more and hone our skills because it's it's they say you never forget how to ride a bicycle. I'll call baloney on that because if you haven't ridden one in 20 years and you try, it's <laughs> like starting all over. Mm-hmm. If you don't practice, you're not going to know what to do when you need it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, to, and again, talking to, to some of the guys out there who feel invulnerable because they have a gun probably in their glove compartment, not in the house with them, you know, <laughs> uh, there, there's a lot to think about with with that, that sort of deadly force. Um, are you going to hit, are you actually going to have the gun with you when you need it? Are you going to be able to aim well enough to hit somebody? Uh, there's a reason that the police aim for the center of the body and don't try and, you know, shoot people in the hand and stuff, which is you, you better disable them enough. If they're really after you, you better disable them enough to not, not come after you anymore. So it's not, you know, we, 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 we take, we talk about that very lightly many times in our groups, but like you said, it's a, it's a commitment to be able to responsibly uh, carry a gun to protect yourself. Um, let's go to back to the phones and talk to Portia, who's calling from Baltimore in line two. Portia, welcome to Real Life Real Estate. Hey, Bina. Thanks for taking my call. You're very welcome. Here's the thing. Oh, thank you. I've been in a couple of properties, and you've seen like um, cigarette butts and liquor and stuff like that. So you guys said that if it looks like it's um occupied don't go in but a lot of times it wasn't occupied so i announce myself when i go in is that the proper thing to do well actually one of the the tricks that i teach is as you open the front door to go in very loudly holler hello we're here for our four o'clock appointment so if there is a squatter or something if all it is is somebody trying to get out of the cold and have a roof over their head they're probably going to jump out the back window and run away and that's, that's all we really care about. If it is a bad guy, what I want you to do as you shout that out is then shut your mouth and listen 
because you're going to hear a door close, you're going to hear footsteps, you're going to hear the floor creak, you're going to hear some type of movement, and that's going to alert you that somebody's in there. And the if you listen to the words that I'm saying, it's we're here, so it tells people you're not alone, even if you are, and we're here for our 4 o'clock appointment, says somebody knows we're here. So okay. those, those words kind of can put them off guard a little bit. Now, as far as the type of gun, so, I mean, a standard gun, or or will a judge look at it if you have some really crazy kind of gun? I know, I mean, I'm not asking for legal advice, but I'm just thinking as <laughs> listening to your show, like, you know, if you're walking in with a Death Eagle or something different than a, you know. <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> eagle. Yeah. Hey, Porsche's from Baltimore, man. They do not mess around up there. <laughs> no, they do not. Note, note to self, don't go to Baltimore. Um, <laughs> The truth is firearms are like shoes. You've got to try a couple on until you find what fits you and what you like. Um, You know, people with small hands, short fingers might have a problem reaching the controls on certain firearms. Um, Like a full-size Glock tends to be hard to handle for somebody with small hands. Smith & Wesson might be a better option. So the, the biggest thing I can say is try a bunch. Either go to a class that lets you shoot a whole bunch like we do in ours or go to a range that will let you rent. Or um, there's also a bunch of lady shooting groups that have popped up around the country that you can go to, and a lot of times they'll let you shoot theirs. Mm -hmm. But find what fits you. There is some talk that the courts are frowning upon certain modifications to guns. Like if you have engraved on the side of it, kill them all, (laughs) that's probably not going to look real good if if it's entered into evidence in (laughs) in a jury trial. So, you know, that that is something that's just starting to be talked about recently is modifications. Okay. Well, thank you so much, ladies, and have a great show. Yes, thank you very You're much welcome. for your thank call, you. Portia. And I and I can't I can't um second enough the idea of especially for women, you know, gun guns are kind of a guy thing. And many times if you go to a gun shop or something, you're dealing 100% with men who don't think about things like how small or strong are your hands. So, yes, the ladies' gun uh, societies and the uh, places where you can... uh, A lot of gun shops actually have a a target range, often indoor, that they will let you shoot a couple of things and see if something works for you. So, again, not not telling everybody to run out and get a gun. It's a a very... uh, a decision that that you should think about a lot, but if you're going to uh, try some different stuff out, uh, so we have a comment uh, that came in via email, Andy from Gale. She says I had two incidences. One guy came to see a remodeled house that I had. He sounded great on the phone, but then he said he left his 14-year-old son at a park a block away, which I thought was really strange since his son would have a room in this house if he bought it. Once he was in the house, I felt extremely uneasy. I was glad to get out of there. And then I found out he couldn't afford the property. His son was not even in the state. And he lied about his employment. So let's let's address that, Andy, that, that weird feeling. You know, it's, you, you've, done, you've done what you thought you should do. You've, you've maybe met the person at a public place first, come to the vacant house, and now you just, you, you just have a really bad feeling and no, nothing, there's nothing you can put your finger on, but you don't like it. What do you do? The truth is, if you ever get that feeling, you know, the hair on the back of your neck kind of thing, you should listen to it because it's usually right. 
And time and time and time, every time there's been attacks on realtors and they've asked them after the fact, you know, what what happened, they said, I had a bad feeling and I went anyway. So if you get that feeling, listen to it. And especially in a vacant house where there's not really anything he can steal, just make an excuse, say, you know, oh, I need to grab something out of my car and go wait outside. Eventually he'll come out and you can just, you know, thanks for coming by and you can lock up when he leaves. But get out of the house, go lock yourself in the car, you know, tell him, oh, I have to make a phone call. Whatever it is to get away from there, you know, you're not being rude, you're not pulling a gun on him or spraying him with pepper spray, you're just getting out of the immediate area of where he is. If something Fake nausea, right. you know, say, oh my God, I'm suddenly really <laughs> sick to my stomach, I have to go outside and throw up, that'll... <laughs> <laughs> That'll put an end to, you know, any 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 further discussion about whether you should stay in the house. I mean, I know exactly what she's talking about. I've had I've had that that feeling just once or twice. And I'm a you know, for folks who who have not met me in person, I'm six feet tall. You know, I'm not I'm not some tiny little girl that would be easy to to knock down or something. But when I get that feeling, it's it's extremely easy especially as a woman to get discombobulated because you don't want to insult the person. You don't want to look like you, you don't trust them, right? You, you're still kind of thinking, well, maybe they really do want to buy the house. And if I run out of here right now, I'm going to blow that or they're going to think I'm discriminating against them or something. But when the full blown feeling comes on, I think you have to leave. Yeah. And it's, you know, I'm six foot tall too. So I'm kind of with you we're probably not the first one they're going to pick to mess with but we need to we need to balance the the politeness and not blow the deal because they could be real but also make sure we're not being stupid about it and one of the things especially women we're taught from a very young age to not be rude and anytime we question something you know kids little girls and little boys who ask a lot of questions are like stop asking so many questions you're being rude you know they hear that from the time they're little so we're raised not don't be rude and i would say there's a certain point in life where you need to be rude you know somebody comes up and they're getting in your personal space and asking you questions that don't make sense back up a step put your hand up like a stop sign and say you know i don't feel comfortable you're too, you know, can you back off? Mm -hmm. Sometimes we need to be rude because what they're doing, they're testing you. They're doing these little things to get closer to you, to get into your circle, to test what you do. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, if you show weakness, they know that they can go to the next step. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's very important that when you get that feeling, you stop it right up front. Don't let it go any further because to them, you letting it keep going is kind of like, verification that they're okay mm -hmm. that they can do whatever it is they want to do yeah one of the one of the rules that i made for myself after having this happen once was i never let anyone get behind me on a staircase or between me and a door yep absolutely you never want them behind you um, i like to talk about you know ufc and mma fighters if you've ever watched one of these fights these fighters train 10 hours a day to get out of certain holds, and one of them being if you're gotten from the back. When it happens in a fight, the fight is usually over. They cannot get out of that hold, even though they practice getting out of it. So there is no way we're going to be able to get out of it. We don't train. We don't even know what we're doing. 
Mm-hmm. So don't ever let them get behind you because they could be pulling a knife out or duct tape or whatever, and you don't even know it. Mm-hmm. So I always stay behind them. And definitely, I, I always want access to a door. Uh, don't go into small rooms. Don't go into a closet because mm-hmm. they can corner you. Uh, we had a realtor down in the Tampa area about a year ago who he cornered her. He got her into a bathroom by basically saying, you know, hey, does it look like there's something wrong with the plumbing down here? And had her come into the bathroom to take a look. Mm-hmm. And once he's got her in a small room, there's not much she can do. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm a little snarky. I would have stood in the hall and said, do I look like a plumber? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about uh, some other just really basic stuff. You've done these property tours with members of your real estate association down there. Um, have you seen this thing where um, women will show up for a bus tour where they're going to be looking at vacant properties with potentially muddy yards, staircases, et cetera, and they're wearing heels? <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes people take it the wrong way, but I say you need to dress appropriately. And some people, I'm not saying, oh, don't wear a mini skirt because then you're asking to get raped. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is dressing appropriately for where you're going to be. We, When we go look at houses, we have no clue what we're walking into. The yard might not have been mowed for, you know, you don't have that problem up there, but down here, if you don't mow it for two weeks, it's already waist high. Oh, no, we have that problem here. <laughs> Cincinnati <laughs> is we, not actually north of the Arctic Circle like a lot of people in Florida seem to think it is. <laughs> it's pretty close. <laughs> but, you know, when grass is high and you're walking through, if you're in sandals and a short skirt or shorts or something, there could be metal, like just pieces of discarded metal in the grass, and you're going to walk by it and cut your leg open. Um, I've stepped on roofing nails in property before. Luckily, I was wearing nice, thick-soled tennis shoes, so it it didn't go into my foot. But that, you know, if I had been wearing some kind of thin, thin-soled little dress shoes, that would have been an inch into my foot. Mm-hmm. And then there's the question of, can you run? Can you move quickly can you you know when you say dress appropriately you're you're literally talking about for your own personal safety um exactly ever could okay you run could you fight so unbelievably andy we have completely run out of time we have like one minute left in the program here <laughs> and i i think we got to come back and talk about this some more uh so we will schedule uh, another show about this uh in in a month or two because we haven't even talked about dangers that you're putting yourself in with social media, with marketing, with um, uh, other things that you might not even really be thinking of meeting a client, things like that. Also, folks can read the blog posts that you created at regoddess.com, which goes into some of this stuff. But I really, really appreciate you being with us today, folks. You know, no deal is worth your life. Uh, nope. Take take appropriate uh, actions and check out Andy's website at saferagent.com. We will be back more uh, next week with more information to put you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. Until then, happy investing. Mm-hmm.